March 1945. After more than five years of fear and devastation, World War II was almost over. But for the people of Hildesheim, Germany, things had never looked more bleak. This city was practically destroyed. Ordinary people's homes, the medieval town square, historic world-famous churches, all of it had been turned to rubble. Just further casualties of a war that had seemed to devour everything. Somehow, though, one of the city's greatest treasures had survived. Maybe its very greatest. And certainly its most fragile. A Rosa Canina, or wild dog rose. A sprawling green shrub with white petals that peeked out from leafy green tendrils. Compared to everything else that was destroyed, the churches, the houses, it might seem odd that anyone cared about a bush. But the bush was special. Because this wasn't even the first or second war that it had survived. This shaggy, sprawling rose had been alive since the Middle Ages. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're visiting a rose that's been growing next to St. Mary's Cathedral in the German city of Hildesheim for over a thousand years. In fact, it's why Hildesheim exists in the first place. After this. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. Hildesheim is almost smack dab in the center of Germany, which means it's almost smack dab in the center of continental Europe. And in medieval times, it was an important spot for the bronze industry. They exported works all over. But the thing that really put it on the map? The rose. As with any good myth, there are a few different versions of this origin story. But here's a popular take on it. Back in the 800s, there's a guy named Charlemagne a.k.a. Charles the Great. He was one of those old-school emperors who ruled over huge parts of Europe. And he was also one of those emperors who took his Christianity very seriously. You don't have to know who the Saxons are, but when Charlemagne conquered them, he decreed that they either had to become Christians or be put to death. His son and heir was called Louis the Pious, 
And in the year 815, Louis was enjoying himself on a hunt in central Germany when he got pretty badly lost. Louis was trying to find his bearings when he happened upon a wild rose bush that was blooming right through the snow. Louis couldn't believe his eyes. And when his crew caught up with him, he told them he wanted to build a cathedral there dedicated to the Virgin Mary. And according to legend, he was actually carrying some of Mary's remains with him. And the, the rose is very important in the story of the foundation of Hildesheim. Uh, in combination with a, a relic quarry with relics of the Virgin Mary. Uh, and so it was told uh, that um, the Virgin Mary um, is, will, will protect this place. That's Claudia Ho, director of the Cathedral's Museum. When she says reliquary, she means the spot within the cathedral where Mary's remains are held. That and the rose turned Hildesheim into a pretty big deal pretty quickly. They became the beating heart and life force of this new city. And uh, I think that's uh, an important reason uh, for this uh, mythical status. Many pilgrims came to Hildesheim in medieval time to look at this rose and at uh, the reliquary, which is still in the crypt of the cathedral. And so this is a very important story uh, for the people living here and for the city of Hildesheim. Think about that. In 2021, people are still traveling to see the same rose and reliquary they were traveling to see in medieval times. The reliquary is an inanimate object, but the rose bush is still very much alive. And that is not normal. By some estimates, these things can survive for maybe 300 years. And that's in the best possible conditions. It's um, at the apse, outside of the cathedral, at the apse in the cloister. And this um, cloister from medieval times is a very beautiful place. It's nearly the whole apse. And when you are inside the cathedral, uh, you can see through the windows um, a little bit of the rose. She's not kidding when she says this thing covers nearly the entire apse. You basically can't see a single brick. Any part of the wall is just completely shrouded in this fluffy green rosebush. And it stretches more than 30 feet tall. You can see why Louis the Pious might have thought, dang, I got to put a cathedral here. But the cathedral's founding myth that the Virgin Mary would protect it and keep it safe, it didn't ultimately hold true. In March of 1945, towards the end of World War II, the Allied forces targeted Hildesheim for air raids, and they bombed the city extensively. The pictures are intense. I mean, this town was founded in the year 815, and lots of it was just flattened. Houses raised to the ground, the town squares totally hollowed out, and buildings reduced to a single wall. The, the cathedral was destroyed together with the city of Hildesheim in March 1945, only a few weeks before uh, the war ended. Um, but fortunately, um, the cloister was not destroyed. People could still gather in the cloister, this area outside the cathedral where the rose was growing, or at least where the rose had been. 
Because next to the apse, where the rose had so majestically grown for a millennia, there was nothing but a big pile of stones and rubble. People weren't ready to peek beneath that wreckage, and weeks passed before they did. People started to take the, the stones, it's limestone, away, and um, they didn't expect the rose to grow once again. I mean, how could it? The bombings had killed 1,500 people. It didn't seem very likely that a rose bush had survived. So after they cleaned up the limestone, everyone went home, and they weren't sure what they were going to put in the rose's place. But slowly, something started happening outside of that wreckage. Tendrils of rose began to reemerge from the ground, peeking out from beneath the rubble. The bombs had taken out the building, but they couldn't reach the roots of the rosebush. It was a very strong symbol uh, that uh, life is stronger than war and stronger than death. And so, with the rose stretching back above ground, needing something to crawl on, the cathedral was rebuilt, restored to its pre-war glory. So was the rest of Hildesheim, almost as if once more the rose was breathing life into the city. The cathedral is now a UNESCO heritage site where visitors can see priceless medieval art, like famous bronze doors from the 11th century. Those survived the war because just like the rose's roots, they were hidden underground. There are very few cathedrals or churches in Germany where so many pieces of art from medieval times have survived the times. But to this day, the main attraction is still the 30-foot rosebush that survived for centuries. Many, especially um, elder people, come here and they really start to weep when they see the rose. If you're thinking of traveling to Germany and you want to see the thousand-year rose, try to arrive in late May or early June. That's the one time every year that the rose blossoms. Thank you to Claudia Hull for taking the time to talk with us. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This story was reported and interviews conducted by the masterful Matthew Taub. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, me, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luz Fleming. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel hi i'm willa paskin the host of dakota ring slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries on dakota ring we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight like why has slow dancing gone out of style and when did we all become obsessed with hydration and where did the word mullet you know to describe a hairstyle come from 
That's Dakota Ring, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by the New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one.